Welcome to The Socialist Program. This is the audio of our monthly seminar. Subscribe and support this programming at patreon.com slash the socialist program to join live once a month and ask Brian Becker your questions and listen to them as soon as they come out. Thanks so much for your help in keeping this independent show going. We can make this program with you, but not without you. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for taking the time out of your day. And thank you most of all for supporting the show, making this show possible. We always really, really enjoy meeting up with everybody on these on these seminars, which are now often more than once a month. But yeah, just really, really appreciate having such a supportive community. And we really couldn't do this without you. So, so thank you all for being here. And I'm going to turn this over to Brian to give a few short words before we turn to questions. Yeah, and we have a lot of questions, Nicole, right? And far-ranging, Palestine, the current conflict, what's happening with U.S.-Israeli relations, questions about China, questions about India. We're going to talk about a lot of things today. So thank you, everybody, for submitting the questions. If you have additional questions stimulated by this discussion today, put them in the chat. So I, like Nicole, want to thank all of you. For those people who might listen to the preview of this patrons-only seminar, we usually do a few minutes for people who aren't yet patrons, hoping that they do their part, they listen to the show, they like the show, they may rely on the show, but they're not yet patrons. We need them to become patrons. We can expand this show a great deal. Pretty much the only thing holding us back at the moment is resources. So to the extent that we can get additional resources. We can provide not only the content that we do provide, but we can add to it. So we're looking forward to that. I want to start by talking about some of the media, some of the capitalist corporate-owned media and the coverage of Gaza in particular. I'm sure everybody on this call and everybody listening to this podcast is aware that Israel is bombing Gaza every day, that the Israelis have dropped 8,000 bombs and missiles, 8,000 bombs and missiles on civilian residences, destroying thousands of homes, hitting many, many hospitals, many schools. About 6,000 Palestinians have been murdered. In the media, by the way, it says they have died. If If they're Israelis, they were killed, but if they were Palestinians, they just died. But thousands of people are dead from this horrendous nonstop bombing funded by the U.S., given the green light by the Biden administration. And the coverage has focused a great deal on one, the bombing or the explosion of one hospital. It was a very dramatic explosion. It killed upwards of 500 people who had taken refuge in that hospital. And the Israelis immediately came out and said, it wasn't us. It was a misfired rocket from one of the Palestinian resistance groups, and they're to blame. We're not to blame. So the entire story in the media has been about why Israel isn't to blame for the bombing of this one hospital. Even though no one disputes that the Israelis have been bombing hospitals and bombing every other place in Gaza, the story is who's telling the truth about this one hospital, right? Like that's the story. All the other hospitals and all the other bombings, that's like, that's passe. But the dispute is, did Israel actually bomb this one as the Palestinians asserted? 
or as the Israelis and the American intelligence services claim or say they have a high confidence in their claim that it was caused by a Palestinian rocket that misfired. Okay, got that? Here's the headline and here's some of the story from the New York Times of today. A close look at some key evidence in the Gaza hospital blast. A widely cited missile video, that would have been the Palestinian rocket video, does not shed light on what happened. This is the New York Times, everybody. Front page does not shed. Even though the U.S. intelligence services and all the media have been running with the story that the Israelis didn't do it, the other bombings they don't care about, but this one they didn't do it. That was a lie perpetrated by the Palestinians. But here's the here's this New York Times article showing that there is obviously a conflict developing within the summits of the American capitalist establishment. From the article, a widely cited missile video does not shed light on what happened. Okay, that's from the New York Times. The video shows a projectile streaking through the darkened skies over Gaza and exploding in the air. Seconds later, another explosion is seen on the ground. The footage has become widely cited, a widely cited piece of evidence as Israeli and American officials have made the case that an errant Palestinian rocket malfunctioned in the sky, fell to the ground, and caused a deadly explosion in Al-Ali Arab Hospital in Gaza City. But a detailed visual analysis by the New York Times concludes that the video clip taken from an Al Jazeera television camera live streaming on the night of October 17th shows something else. The missile seen in the video is most likely not what caused the explosion at the hospital, it actually detonated in the sky roughly two miles away. The Times found in an unrelated aspect of the fighting that unfolded over the Israeli-Gaza border that night. That's from the Times report. The Times finding does not answer what actually did cause the hospital blast or who is responsible. The contention by Israeli and American intelligence agencies that a failed Palestinian rocket launch is to blame remains plausible, remains plausible now, but the Times analysis does cast doubt on one of the most publicized pieces of evidence that Israeli officials have used to make their case and complicates the straightforward narrative that they have put forth, meaning the high degree of confidence by U.S. intelligence services, you know, amplifying, echoing Israeli propaganda based on this video of a rocket exploding above what appears to be above the hospital is, in fact, not what caused the explosion. Now, in a way, there's no reason to spend this much time talking about who bombed the hospital because the Israelis, as we said, are bombing everything. So why should the story be about who bombed this particular hospital at this particular moment? Well, one argument is so many people died. But the Israelis had given warnings, which we know from the doctors at the hospital, they gave warnings for three days. They were saying, why are you still there? We told you that that is no longer safe, that that is going to be a target. This is what the Palestinian doctors said 
from the hospital. And then three days later, and the hospital was also struck by one missile that accompanied that warning. And then three days later, the hospital was destroyed. And the Israelis knew that thousands of people had taken refuge there. I mean, the media coverage is so complicit with Israeli war crimes. There is no question that these are war crimes. According to the Geneva Convention, according to the Nuremberg Codes, these are war crimes. The Geneva Convention says an adversary in war has to go out of their way to prevent civilian casualties, even if their target is military. Well, in Gaza, when you see 12-story apartment buildings coming down, when you see personal residences destroyed, when you see thousands of little bodies because they're the bodies of children under the age of five, you know that the Israelis are committing crimes against humanity and war crimes. And it doesn't matter. The president of the United States is 100% behind Israel. The U.S. Congress is 100% behind Israel. Israel does this with the green light and the money provided by the United States. And now, as we did our show with Richard Wolf that came out this morning, you know, the Biden administration is sending $106 billion more for war in Israel, Israel's war against Palestine, for Ukraine, for Taiwan, and for a military deployment to the U.S.-Mexican border. So that's where we are, everybody. The Secretary General of the United Nations has come out and said that there should be an immediate ceasefire, that the death, destruction, and targeting of civilians is not acceptable. He is the Secretary General of the United Nations. And the Biden administration, all of them, not just Biden, but Blinken, Jake Sullivan, all of them, have said, now is not the time for a ceasefire. They are criminals. They are criminals. They are killing children. They know they are killing children. And the Biden administration does not want them to stop killing children. The Biden administration's position, you can read it for yourself in the media, really important article in The Guardian about this. It's not appropriate for a ceasefire because the hostages have not been released. I turned on the television on Sunday. The NFL had 11 American flags posted in one of the football games. And this was on CBS or whatever the media network was. And it was for American citizens who had been taken hostage in the Hamas raid on October 7th. The whole country that was watching football is going to see these American flags at the football game honoring these U.S. citizens who were in Israel and taken hostage. Well, what about the U.S. citizens who are in Gaza? There's lots of them. They're Palestinian Americans. They're visiting their homes. What about them? Nothing. This is so racist, so colonial, and so fascist-like in terms of the presentation of the U.S. government by the U.S. government of what's going on. The whole world is demanding a ceasefire now. A ceasefire, you know, from the point of view of the Answer Coalition, you know, our demands were free Palestine, stop all U.S. aid to Israel, end the occupation and end the apartheid government. We made the point that the Israeli war machine and the Israeli occupation and Israeli apartheid, the theft of people's lands and homes, was the 
enduring context for all violence. So if you don't like violence, if you're mortified by the death of civilians wherever they are and from whatever side they are, you can't decontextualize the war from what's happening. It would be like decontextualizing civilian deaths in Vietnam from the fact that the U.S. was at war against the Vietnamese people because they wanted to be independent and free. I mean, in fact, the U.S. doesn't care about civilians at all. It's very selective. Anyway, right now, all around the world, the demand of a ceasefire is an understandable demand. I was on an international phone call today with progressive left organizations from all around the world. All the Arab and Muslim voices on that call were like, this is genocide. This is the destruction of a people in whole or in part, and as such constitutes the legal definition of genocide. It needs to stop. And so when they were demanding a ceasefire, but the demand is basically on the Israelis, stop this carnage. Anyway, Nicole, we have a big demonstration coming up, a national demonstration, Saturday, November 4th. Tens of thousands, maybe more, will be descending on Washington, D.C. It's a coalition that has been called together by Arab American, Palestinian groups, Muslim organizations, other progressive groups. I'm the director of the Answer Coalition, as people well know, and Answer Coalition is a partner, is helping out in this broader coalition effort. So, yeah, people should come to Washington if they can. It's going to be Saturday, November 4th. It's going to begin at 2 p.m. November 4th has also been announced by the International People's Assembly, an organization that is you know, far-reaching. It has chapters and affiliates in Latin America and Africa and Asia. They're calling for November 4th to be an international day of opposition to the war crimes being committed against the people of Gaza. So if people can come, please do so. Come to Washington, D.C., or show your support in some other way if you can't come. We have a lot of questions, Nicole, so let's start to, to get into it. That's all for this preview. If you'd like access to the rest of this seminar and our entire archive of exclusive seminars with Brian Becker, become a patron at patreon.com slash the socialist program. We are an independent show and we cannot make this programming without you. Thanks so much for your support. 